0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. You know, we have A.J. Black in the building. Of course, we are in full football mode over here as we're getting ready for championship weekend. We also got to talk about all ACC, the finish for some great performances here and some that we have a little question marks. I don't know. We'll talk about that. A lot of debate going on in the Twitter world and some coaching changes. All of that should be we think is easy, but it never is when it comes to college football. Let's have that conversation here on today's show What's going on, everybody? A.J. Black from Locked on Boston College is in the building. A lot to go over. And more importantly, I, you know, tease a little bit but not by not talking about transfers. But we're talking about college football today, so it's all fine. Jameer Gibbs finding a new home, as you heard on yesterday's show with Georgia, Locked on Georgia Tech host Bryce Coon, joining me to talk about this change. And not only did he have that, he had a, another spicy hot tag, Jordan Yates as well. From the Yellow Jackets is leaving. So Jameer Gibbs, a big-time running back who was arguably one of the better running backs in our conference, has decided to take his talents elsewhere, leaving behind his bestie Jeff Sims. How are you feeling about
1: that, AJ? Oh, I. You know, I go back to the game Boston College had against Georgia Tech, and BC fans were all very interested when Gibbs went over and gave a specific a special handshake to Jeff Halfley after the game. Yeah, and so. A lot of them were buzzing about that, but that's not the school I've been hearing connected to Gibbs. Uh, someone I know who, who has a a person of person I know who covers Georgia tech yeah. um, says that Gibbs is actually being courted by Alabama. And so he could be a Crimson Tide and that, that would be um, a k- real kick in the teeth for Georgia tech to lose. You know, it, it's so tough and I'm sure uh, Bryce Pye talked about it. Like you have a, a program that was so like just flamed out at the end of that year you know against BC Georgia and Notre Dame you had one really really good player on your team and now he's gone and it's it's just again you know when i was looking at some of these teams like Georgia Tech and Syracuse specifically it feels like they both just gave their coaches stay of executions mm. and like you know Syracuse and Georgia Tech both basically just wiped out all their coaching staff other than the head coach Right. And rarely does that work. It seems like, it seems (laughs) like that's not going to happen. Yeah. And you got Gibbs going. And then Sean Tucker, I don't know if you talked about this on yesterday's show. Mm -mm. He, I think actually, I think he said it this morning, he said, you know, I only ran for what was like 110 yards in the season finale against Pitt, but I'm not the one calling the plays. And I was like, Ooh, someone's shooting himself out of, of Syracuse. And so when you have two teams, Syracuse and Georgia Tech, who both finished near the bottom of their, their divisions and both had, you know, star heavy teams. You know, Tucker was the best running back in the ACC. Gibbs was probably the second. And they're both now when Gibbs is gone, Tucker does not look like he's all that happy to stay around. It's an interesting dynamic going on in the ACC.
0: Yeah, you know, I think it's bad for the conference when your top players are not happy with where they are because it's one thing, you know, if you just come up short or you don't have the season that you want to, but it's a whole other thing if they're looking to not only leave their respective school but not come back to the conference because as a whole, you know, we don't exactly have – Top-level running backs just coming out the seam every single year all the time. So I think it's just disappointing to not have them be bought into what our conference should be, according to uh, Commissioner Phillips, which is all about football. But I hope he doesn't go to Alabama. That would be a bust.
1: So that would – I mean, if you think about that too. So say Tucker does decide to enter the portal. He doesn't eat. He, mm-hmm. he sees the new offensive coordinator, doesn't like what he sees. He enters. In the ACC, that would be like three elite level running backs leaving in two years because you had Kenneth Walker's the third mm-hmm. go to Michigan State last year, and when he left, I was like, Ooh. "Yeah, I know he didn't do a ton for Wake Forest, but I was like, I, that kid is good. I saw him play last year a couple years ago, yeah. and I was like, and, and then we saw it this year. You know, he was a borderline Heisman candidate. So you you'd have, a, and if Tucker ends up at a blue blood, if Gibbs ends up at a blue blood. They're immediately going to be in that conversation. and So you've let up out of the conference three potential Heisman candidates in the transfer portal.
0: (laughs) Right. I'm sure Commissioner Phillips is going to have a conference call with all the coaches. Like, I don't know what you need to do, but you need to get these people back square. I would ask you, though, when it comes to transfer portal, clearly we're seeing it overhauled. I am curious to see where a lot of these guys end up because it just feels like the filter. You're going to have to find a home somewhere. And I think there's going to be a lot of disappointed folks when they don't get that call that they think they're going to get.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, I, it, you, you saw it last year because last year, I think there was a huge spike in the transfer portal. There was a bunch right. of kids and, so, and there was a, a disproportionate number. And I don't have the stats in front of me. I remember reading an article of it where the kids actually had to go down a level because they went to either FCS level or they went down to division two. And it was just because there's no more room for them, you know, yeah. with, with COVID and that extra year of eligibility. You know, some kids wanted to leave and some kids just there were just no space for them in the schools they wanted to. And so, like, I think back to B.C., right? So B.C. had a, a four star quarterback, Sam Johnson from Michigan. Mm-hmm. I thought he'd have, you know, he he, he stayed around this year. He would have been fine with B.C. after COVID <laughs> went down, but he decided he went off. He ended up at Schippenberg University in Division oh, okay. two and never played. <laughs> And he was oh, a four wow. star so you get guys like that who and he, I saw him in practice last year I thought he looked pretty good and it was surprising that no one picked him up but you, you saw the number crunches across the country. It was just – there was no space for him.
0: Yeah, listen, I know that Spencer Rattler would never go to a place like Syracuse, but if there are any quarterbacks in the in the country that are looking for a new home, I know Gary Schroeder is not it. So you could find yourself <laughs> in a good good position and potentially save Dino Baber's job because, boy, oh, boy, that was probably some of the worst quarterback play I've ever seen with my two eyes this yeah.
1: season. Yeah, he had those gimmicky runs that Schrader could do, but he—I mean—even those weren't all that impressive. And yeah. he just—he has—he has no arm at all. And once you can key in on him, stay making him stay in the pocket, he—he he was nothing.
0: Absolutely. And I think a lot of the teams that really need to take advantage of the transfer portal this off season, Carolina, honestly, if you could get Jameer Gibbs on the phone, I would be very appreciative, but the Florida States and the Miami's in the middle of the road oh, teams yeah. that finished this season, who are trying to get back on top. Manny Diaz trying to fight for his job. There's going to be so many people available to you. And you're going to have to capitalize all these major coaching changes that we'll get into in the later of the show. A lot of great guys are not looking to really go to or be a part of a rebuild or readjustment kind of period so if you have something a little more established you just need to next level we saw with guys like Corey Durden going from Florida State to NC State right Jermaine Johnson going from Georgia to Florida State there could be a bigger home and a better opportunity for these folks so
1: yeah I I mean I look at Boston College and I know like they've lost seven players they're all Adazio guys mm. but you look at the weaknesses that they had it's like Jeff Halfley can write a pitch for himself right the, the right. like hey you can come play with us and start on a defensive end as a defensive end we need you that's how he sold it to Jaden Woodby who came from Florida State a five star he can do it again with the defensive line so even smaller schools um will be able to 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 make those uh make those moves if they have to yeah. um you'll see you'll see that happen i think as well
0: Sure. Let's talk more about this coaching conversation because we know the carousel has been wild these past couple days, but if you're a college football fanatic and you are absolutely into your program or certain players on your teams, we all know that the college football playoffs is right around the corner. More importantly, some of these bowl games are not far behind us. Championship matchups are going down this weekend for many of these conferences. We encourage you to pick prize picks. It's the daily fantasy made easy. It offers more college football props than anyone in the world, and it offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of the users that deposit and use your promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match for up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code locked on. PrizePix allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on Sam Howell or the under on Brennan Armstrong, whatever you'd like. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Yes, it is that easy. So go to prizefix.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Here with A.J. Black from Locked On Boston College, and he had been mentioning Coach Halfley, who ended up signing an extension for the Eagles, which a lot of people are saying when you are an up-and-coming coach and we see these big schools getting rid of their current coaches due to separations or firings, all the different words that we mutually parting ways, whatever. Great to see Coach Halfley wanting that extension through, what, 2026, allowing him to really hone in and kind of get these Eagles to the next level
1: yeah i mean it, it was it was quite a a journey over the last two weeks because he started to see his name pop up um over some of the coaching jobs so the university of washington uh footballscoop.com had listed halfley as one of the potential candidates for that job um then on sunday after they got smoked by wake forest he he confirmed that he was going to stay at boston college that it was not his plan his plan was to stay there you know he was using a lot of very carefully crafted words, <laughs> which for some, were like, oh, yeah. that's great. And for someone who's a little more skeptical, I'm like, eh, he's not saying as much as you think he is. But then the right. next day, he's going the contract, <laughs> which again, the skeptical part of me goes, that's just a move for recruiting. But again, that's good. You want that to happen, right? It is he's, true. Right. So it, it's interesting because the Boston College fan base, as, as small as they can be at times, are incredibly fickle. And um, many of them are are, have already jumped off the halfway train, halfway halfway bandwagon. Which I think really, oh, it's it's ridiculous. Um, It's I I have no patience for it because I get some of what they're saying, but when they're complaining about, you know, they went six and six this year. It was a horribly disappointing year. I'm like, well, your starting quarterback broke his wrist, right? (laughs) And (laughs) they're still not completely, you know, out of the Adazio you know roster shift here Mm -hmm. and they don't want to hear that the offensive line was bad blah 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 blah. well anyways this move i think will get him into a better position for the future because halfley just he just needed that security it showed boston college is serious about him which is i think a big question mark many fans had when they hired him was you know will bc just continue like just let him go and so he's around and I, i i find him sincere at times but I know, I know, my man Halfley sometimes has a, a tendency to, 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 to be very savvy about how he says things, <laughs> and I have no um, disillusionment that if he becomes super successful. The uh, plan to stay at Boston College will probably be a plan to get more money at some p- other point. And I don't blame him. I think yeah. that's what you got to do. you know.
0: Listen, we see the Brinks trucks coming for a lot of these coaches, and one of them in particular, Brian Kelly, that we want to talk about here. We don't often get to talk about Notre Dame, but we'll give it to him this time. We'll tag them in to be a part of the conference. He is taking his talents to LSU. A lot of questions now around who is going to fill that spot. With the fighting Irish. I would love to get your thoughts on any insights around one, the higher from having Kelly go to LSU, which I think is extremely strange just based on living in New Orleans and being around Louisiana culture. I don't see it, but okay. And then who do you think might be that Notre Dame fit?
1: I mean, so I I thought the same thing. I was like, Brian Kelly? (laughs) Like, Coach O seemed like the perfect fit for that program. Like, he seemed like he seemed LSU to the core. And it's a bummer things didn't work out. I know there was other things that were going on, whatever, right. but he seemed like that. He, he just looked like the quintessential LSU guy. And then you switch to, you know, milk toast Brian Kelly, who I've been seeing all the jokes about him trying to eat the gumbo down there. And, <laughs> you know, when he, when he gets, when he gets some, uh, mama's jambalaya, he's going to turn on some of the recruiting trips, he's going to turn bright red, um, but I I I don't see it. I don't know how he's going to connect with kids in the southern schools.
0: Yeah, it's a different absolutely. culture.
1: He's a Midwest guy, and that's his that's his bread and butter. I mean he he actually went to high school in my hometown. He went to uh, St. John's Prep, which is in Danvers. Um, but he yeah. you know he's he made his bones with you know Cincinnati with Notre Dame and in Central Michigan. So he's had that Midwest roots to to, to up and uproot him. A I find it. endlessly fascinating i find this whole coaching carousel thing like more riveting than anything on television right now i'm just completely (laughs) glued to all of it but between the 11 minute uh seven o'clock morning uh meeting with his team that apparently lasted between two and 11 minutes i've heard different reports right um to him just like up and leaving and getting like rumored to be about 15 million dollars a year which is insane insane but but it's the future of football and I, I kind of love and we're locked on ACC and we're talking ACC football. So I doubt there's many Notre Dame fans listening to this right now, Mm -hmm. but I do kind of get a little bit of schadenfreude uh, watching a school that feels that they're more superior than everyone else. uh, Get a little bit of the taste that every other school in the country other than Alabama gets, which is that any coach is touchable. Like Mm -hmm. if you, if you, like you said, bank, back up the Brinks truck, a coach will go anywhere you yeah. saw it with with um uh coach riley from um from oklahoma lincoln riley mm-hmm. going to usc like that seems like a lateral move but they paid more money so <laughs> you do it you know it, yeah it, it makes call this i'm finding like now that college football is kind of almost done we're like in that transitional pay- phase between bowl games and regular season I find this so fascinating. Yeah, and it's, and it's not done. I mean, no, you know the rumor, like it, it, it's like kind of paused right now. But then, what happens when either Luke Fickle takes the job at Notre Dame? I know you were mentioning who could take that job. Fickle, mm-hmm. Mar- Martin uh Marcus Freeman, their defensive coordinator, Urban Meyer has always said that that's been his dream job. Will he leave the Jaguars? I kind of again hope that would happen because I think it would make. <laughs> I'm going to use some wrestling terminology here. It would make Notre Dame's the ultimate heels in college football. And I would think that would be amazing, <laughs> um, but I, I don't think it'll be him. I think it's going to yeah. probably either be Freeman or fickle, but, and it's probably be fickle, but they're going to have to wait on it, but th- that mm-hmm. happens. And then I heard buzz that Ryan day could be poached by the bears. If they, like, if he wanted to do that, wow. again, and Then it's just like, it roars it right back up again. And it's like, wow, it's like, this is going to continue going for a while and we're going to see it. And we'll be able to talk about it on this podcast, which is great. Where we're just at the head coach role right now. Right. And us <laughs> nerds that think it's cool. You're going to start seeing it with offensive coordinators soon and positional coaches. It's just fascinating because it's going to trickle down to everything in just a little while.
0: Absolutely. I think one thing, though, that's crazy to me is like 15 million dollars to coach at LSU, a public university that clearly the state of Louisiana is struggling with money. How do you find these millions for a football program, which I get? They always find the money. But to me, the whole point of what I feel is like players go get your money go get oh, every nil deal possible yep. for yourselves don't this is a business at the end of the day if you have learned nothing else from seeing all of this happen and transpire within 48 hours these people care but they only care but so deep money talks. some big game and you know having guys like lincoln riley just be like all right it's, it's been real deuces or like <laughs> coach kelly sending a text like i didn't want you to find out like this like that's a freaking boyfriend girlfriend situation like i hate hate you had to find out you know yep. this way but it It is what it is, but I don't think that's the end, right? We saw Virginia Tech, the new hire with Coach Pride coming down the stretch. Duke will have to fulfill its spot. Still don't know what Miami's going to do. And then we go next season, Syracuse might be looking for a new coach. And well, frankly, I think Mac Brown might retire in the next one or two. I definitely know he's better be looking for some coordinators or else I'm really done with that team. So a lot of well, a lot of change. Dave but Dorn
1: could be poached. I've heard his I was name. just
0: gonna say, Dave Dorn, how much does he love NC State? A lot of talk has been around the fact that he's found necessarily a sweet spot in the sense that you don't have to be a 10 win, twelve win team every year. But if you can get eight or nine, we'll take it and we'll be complacent. You know, we'll expect this because this is just who we are in C State. But they've been mm-hmm. calling his number, you know, to leave for years. But does he want more than you know, NC State? Who knows?
1: Yep, and so, and going and going into kind of combining what you were just saying and our transfer portal. Like, I all I, I constantly unlocked on BC. I have transfer portal segments because, like, the last day, mm-hmm. like, six BC players entered the portal, and mm-hmm. I started and ended every single time with, Do not. Rip the players for doing this. They're doing it with for what's best in in their best interest, and you can't hate on them for that. Yeah, this is this. You know, if a player is sitting on the bench and they have the opportunity to go play, even at like UMass for for Boston college fans, like a smaller school that's just not very good, but they get to start. That's great for them, and you know what? It's great for the school too because then that frees up their scholarship because a kid that was never going to play gets off your rolls and you can go out and get a transfer or you can get another freshman in and it it, it all works itself out. It's good for the kids. It's good for the program. It all works out. in the end.
0: That's a very real statement. No, I think it definitely, you got to go where you're meant to be. And sometimes it doesn't work out the first time you find out what ultimately is good for you. But no, I want to make sure we get to this final conversation about the all ACC team. And there are plenty of people that are going to be on high list when it comes to Heisman conversations, whether it comes to championship conversations, So you got to get right for this betting. As you know, bet online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season, but especially football. They've had you covered with props, odds and lines more than ever before. And they continue to do that as you march into bowl games and playoffs, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available to you. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It simply is where the game starts. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar, and that is Bill Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing with raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies or cream, or even peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. And listen, we know the holidays are here, and if you feel like you want Santa to give you something good, tell him to throw a few Built Bars in your stocking. Perfect stocking stuffers for you and your family. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of choc cocoa while you're sitting around the fire, or if you're just reminiscing about the year. It's all good times. Like some of the marshmallow retreats around the holidays, then you need to get your hands on The Built Bar Puffs, they're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through different flavors, all covered in chocolate and taste so good you won't believe they're filled with protein. Go to Built, but excuse me, there it is. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off at Built.com. Wrapping up today's show here with A.J. Black, locked on Boston College. And, of course, all ACC would not be what it is without some of these hard-hitting players. I was going to say seniors, but they're not all seniors. My bad. Quarterback Kenny Pickett is leading the first-team offense. Sean Tucker, Mateo Durant, who both had great seasons on the running back front. Wide receivers Jordan Addison, Josh Downs, DeTavion Wicks, and A.T. Perry holding it down. Well, we also can talk about Alec Lindstrom from Boston College as well as Zion Johnson. Two names that we obviously knew we would hear doing great things. Overall, first team, are you feeling on offense wise, do you feel like this is the team you would have selected?
1: Absolutely. I, I think they nailed it. Um the only thing I the only um slight quibble I have quibble I have is with Mateo Durant. I, I don't okay. know. Um, I like, I like Ty Chandler and I, I was a big, as I said, at the start of the show, Jameer mm-hmm. Gibbs, Gibbs. Uh, but those, that's a, a slight a quibble there. Um, obviously I like the two BC guard, uh, the guard and center being in there and I could, I could get in a whole rant. I didn't put it on my safe because parents read it and I don't want to get them upset, <laughs> but I saw that all five of BC's offensive linemen got on here and mm-hmm. they did not play well. There was one side of BC's offensive line where we're looking at the pro football focus stats yeah train wreck and they're both (laughs) on there and i'm like how like because like you look at the stats for bc right zion johnson he had like one pressure for the whole season Uh, and alec Lindstrom had uh, no alec Lindstrom had one zion had zero Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: the other side it was like ben patrulla had 22 and um tyler vrabel had like 17 pressures and like 12 sacks between the two of them. They're both on there. So I'm like, ooh, I don't know why they're on there. But that's a total diatribe. Um, So... You know, getting to watch some of these players, like Mikem Okunwu from NC State, love him. I think he's awesome. Got to see A.T. Perry push off quite a bit against BC this past (laughs) week. I mean, sorry, what did I say? Uh,
0: You wouldn't be the first team that accuses him of offensive uh, pass interference. Jeff Halfley
1: looked like he was going to run out of his skin at about the second touchdown he caught when he just shoved. Brandon Sebastian out of the way and caught the touchdown pass. Yeah, you know they should just um,
0: stop calling offensive pass interference because in the, the day, if a guy six five and he can manhandle you, he deserves it. He deserves. Yeah. It. I don't know.
1: <laughs> right. If you or just or uh, yeah, if you're not going to call it half the time, just don't call yeah. it at all. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a I was back in the day, you know, Patriots when you know. The, the, the quarterbacks would shred, uh, you know, wide receivers at the line of scrimmage. And then finally they stopped calling that and they started making that a penalty. So mm-hmm. you know, let's just do it in college. Let the player, if, if the wide <laughs> receivers are good enough, then let them do that. um Jordan Addison, I think is the best wide receiver in the ACC right now. Yeah. um it, it, Again, as a BC fan uh, and a reporter, it, it's it, I, it definitely deserved to be where it was. It, it's just a bummer to see where Zay Flowers fell given how mm. talented he was, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not, it's not the voters fault. He definitely didn't. He didn't do it all that often. Cause he had Dennis Grissel thrown on the wall. Um, yeah. And Jermaine Johnson was the leading uh, vote getter on defense. And he was, he's our easily the, the uh, defensive MVP of this, of the conference.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree with that pick, as well as Drake Thomas. I think he did well, and Corey Durden definitely came mm-hmm. out of his shell towards the end of the season. James Skalski, he's been here for like 12 years, so he might as well get the guy on the first team. Like He knows what to do. He This man knows football. Oh, yeah. and I think Tanner Engel definitely had a great season for him. Someone, guy who's been you know riddled with trying to stay on the field or getting these targeting calls, he's definitely stepped up his game. I mean, I think NC State's defense doesn't get enough credit for how well they did despite the injury of some key players they were still able to maintain in some great ways. And so I think that shows a lot of promise for what is to come for that program. But overall, you know, the the usual suspects in the Atlantic, I think that just shows with how many guys were on the first team, all defense, how great the Atlantic was this season.
1: Yeah. And the one name that I I still don't think he deserved to be on there, but I think you'll see him next year will be um, uh, Malik Cunningham. I think- Mm -hmm. He wasn't even an honorable mention, but you saw flashes of it, especially near the end of the year. They tanked hard against Kentucky in the season finale. But, you you know, those last like four or five games, he looked like an all-ACC quarterback. And we just – I think if he can pull that – if he comes back and can do that through a whole season, I think, you know, not only will he be an all-ACC quarterback, he's going to get Louisville back into, into the national picture. And he could be a name that you could talk about for the Heisman next year.
0: My baby needs to work on his accuracy. That's one. Well, that too, yeah, that
1: too.
0: <laughs> between him and Jefferson, I'm like, between watching them both live, I'm like, who the hell do y'all be throwing to? I just want to know. That's all I want to mm-hmm. know. But that, that also could be offensive line. They had to throw it out quick. I'll give him grace. All I'm saying is next season, we want to work on getting right to the target. We into, At least in the same wave space. That's all yeah. I want for you guys. But no, AJ, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Last and final thoughts that you have If not. Please remind folks where they can find you, follow your work.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you, you can check me out on Locked on BC. I'm talking everything Jeff Halfley and the uh, getting ready for bowl season for Boston College. It's been a disappointing season. They finished 6-6, six and six, but future still bright. Djokovic will be back next year. We're still waiting to hear about Zay Flowers, so we'll be covering all of that on our show. Check out Locked on BC wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me and my work at BC Bulletin, and I'm on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC.
0: No doubt. AJ, always appreciate it. Guys, come back tomorrow. We've got the ACC Big Ten Challenge. We're going to have Tyler Aki in the building. He's going to talk all things basketball with us. We're going to recap the Duke game. We're going to talk about where some teams have fared well and where some teams have struggled. All of that for you on that men's basketball side. Maybe a little women's basketball action as well. Until next time, we hope you guys have a good one.